Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Are we MTV unplugged right now? Whilst you enjoy an absolute cocktail in the your dad's studios lounge, <laughs> I shall record this podcast. Oh, hey. Hey, Queen. How are you? How's your drink? It's very, very good. Is it? Yeah, non-alcoholic. It's like, a you... healthier milkshake. Yeah, yeah, because I know you keep saying that it's um, alcohol-free, which it is, but I think, to me, it's like, it tastes like banana milkshake. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't, It doesn't taste like an alcoholic dessert. Yeah. I love banana milkshakes, though, girl. Yeah, I remember oh. I used to... Remember when I used to drive you... Um, and take you to McDonald's. Yeah, I do. You'd be like, I want a banana milkshake. But now McDonald's is the devil. <laughs> I don't go to fast food places like that anymore. Yeah, I know. No. We're, say um, no to it. We're virtuous bitches now. No. Yeah, we are. We're vegans. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> vegans. Oh my God, Amre is obsessed with vegans at the moment. He's not vegan. Yeah. What, tell, tell everyone about your obsession right now. Can I tell it in a bit? Okay, then. Because I feel like we should, like, introduce what the fuck we're doing right now. No, but we normally just go off, don't Okay, we? yeah, actually, that's a very valid point. Um, do you know what? Yeah, I'm obsessed with um, vegan cringe compilation videos on YouTube. I love a good cult. We all know this. And, like, I really think, like, the extreme vegans are, like, a bit cultish. And yeah. it's so fascinating. They're, like... It's not food, it's violence. And like, you should eat dogs if you eat a cow. I don't know why they're all American, but it's so good. And it's like, you're doing all sorts of nasty things to a cow. It's not milk, it's murder. And I'm like, oh my God, yas. You know, get her, Jade. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my God, for once, I'm like, cool, bad. I'm drinking murderous milk. Well, you're not though. You haven't that's saw, not you made have... out of almonds. You haven't <laughs> saw your milk right now. No, this is almond oh, milk. Almond milk. Ooh. Wow. Oh my god. Oh. I don't know what the fuck that was. Hello. Hey. Um, how are you? I'm very good. I've got an important shout out to make though. Welcome everyone. Welcome to the oh. You Do Not Love Me. Don't love me. With yourselves today is myself, Amir Dean, and... Do you know what? Can hmm. I ask you something? Meow. Why do you always introduce yourself as Amir to everyone? Like, Ooh. on the podcast, and like, even when we're with people, hmm. like new people, hmm. it's like, this is Amir. Well, because I want to um, avoid people having the embarrassment of not being able to pronounce our names properly. Uh, no, I agree with that, but like, um, when you, especially like... You know, Asian people, you still say Amir. 
Because we're talking in English, and in English it would be Amir, because yeah. the you know in the English language isn't really designed to cope with my fabulous name yeah. or your or your. I'm just asking, darling. I'm just asking. But if but it's a very valid point because my name is Amir. Yeah, that's how it's correctly pronounced. No, but pronounced. even like in passing, you'll say Amir. Like even to people that's called us Amir. Oh yeah, do I do that? Yeah. Oh my god! I just came for him live on air. Oh my well, god! You know, I just came oh. for you. So, anywho, yeah, you with Amir and Amir, Amir and Amir. And this podcast is specifically about whatever the fuck we want it to be. Because it's our podcast and... And not yours. Very nice about zaddies. <laughs> it's about zaddies. Yeah, today's topic, by and large, is going to be about daddies. Zaddy. You want to be my daddy? Zaddy. Daddy. Very daddy issues. Do you want to know something gross? Go on. I went through a phase of calling my dad daddy. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, let's not get into the details. No, how old were you, darling? No, I was like, I think 13, 14. I think oh, I got wrong. it. I got it from a movie. What kind of also. movie? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I used to be like, Daddy, no, go away. And my dad's like this typical Yorkshireman that's worked in a factory all his life. He was like, um, I'm going to the mosque. Please leave me alone. <laughs> you like Daddy? I was like, Daddy. And in that moment, he still didn't know you were gay. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, more dear. for him. Mm. But before we get on to the zaddy issues, mm. a few things. We Meow. do shout outs to people that review us. Meow. Um, Val Qaeda. Meow. <laughs> Val Qaeda, drag queen from Manchester. Val Qaeda, we shout absolutely out to you. love you. <laughs> Your name, first of all. Oh my gosh. The gag and the goopery of the name. But do you know what? She is such a good performer. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, her performances online and they are so good. And she incorporates all sorts of like Bollywood stuff and dialogues mm-hmm. and all sorts. Val, if you're listening, we absolutely love you. And please let us know when you're performing next. Oh my God. Oh. Let us know when you're performing on like a Friday evening or a Saturday evening. Any, because that's really good for me. <laughs> all right, Grandma. <laughs> let us know if you're playing, if you're planning to perform on a Friday night between six and eight, because that's when my bus comes. A bit late at that time. <laughs> I'm in bed and by like half nine. I can be in bed by half nine and put <sighs> my dentures out. That's a dream. I'm like, when, when, when's bedtime? Yeah, do you know what? Recently, I've been invited to a house party, and I'm like. What time is it going to be? Because I'm going to be in bed by half nine. It's <laughs> really online, you know. It's like, when, where, where? I need daytime clubs. Like, I love dancing, and mm. I just want to dance in a club at daytime. Like, why can't that be a thing? Yeah, I know. If, why any, not? if anyone knows any good daytime clubs, we yeah. can just go into a club at three, four p.m. and dance. Let us know. There's one in the south, isn't there? Yeah, there is, but I need to look into that more. Okay. Okay. Some sort of sober club or something. Mm-hmm. I think there's another important shout out that we need to do that we haven't really done right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am just trying to bring the shout out up. Bear with me. Bear with me, technical difficulties. It's a really important shout out of somebody who's really, really important Who? and has been a big part of our lives. Um, and um, they deserve to be heard. It's a really important voice. Would you like to listen? Yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> Don't need no man, got my kids for free. 
Sugar babes Sugar babies are, are back. coming back. Right. Meow. Sugar babes, if for some reason you are listening, yeah. let us record with you. They liked one of our posts or something, I feel. Ooh, they did, didn't they? Maybe. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you're listening, we are like hardcore fans. <laughs> like, we're like the vegans of Sugar Babes. <laughs> we love Sugar Babes. We've been listening, like, when I walked out of the gym yesterday, I was strutting down the road to freak like me. And I was like, mm, yeah, I'm feeling it. And it was in the gym. I was like, push the button, let me know. And I was like, no one's around me. And with this fucking squat rack. And I'm like, mm, yeah, push the button. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the gayest thing at the gym. I really want them to tour or something. Well, we're body ready. But, you know, let's talk about the topic, babe. Mm. The topic. Okay. The topic of all topics. The fact that I flunked Spanish last week. Oh, I'll tell everyone about that. I didn't go to Spanish last week. <gasps> Why? Because I was just having a difficult day and I was like, oh my God, I don't want any more education. I came back from work and he was like, it's such a hard day. And he gave me a hug and he's like, and I'm not going Spanish. And I went, okay, babe, it's okay. We can sit. Okay. So now that we've got all the irrelevant stuff out, um, the big topic Pop off, bitch. What's the big topic? Daddy issues. We're talking about daddy issues this week. Mm. Something that I think a lot of people can relate to or relate with. Mm. Because a lot of us have daddy issues. Yeah. You know, failed fathers, failed uh, male role models, um, just shitty men. Yeah. (laughs) In our lives. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think... um uh, it's something that's not uncommon common with a lot of um, gay people, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, it's one of those things that um, can shape our lives, I suppose, mm-hmm. and, and really have a big knock-on effect and big influence on the way we conduct ourselves and, and, and the way that our lives are. Mm-hmm. I, I think so anyway, because you're, you know, you're in such a vulnerable position when you're, when you're born and you're brought into this world and you are heavily reliant on um, the hand that feeds you, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, I suppose. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question again? I don't have a question for you. Oh, did you not? I think. I was like, what do you think? That was it. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, with daddy issues, I think the best person, <laughs> if there was ever a poster child <laughs> for daddy issues, um, I think I'd be looking at it right now. Me. Yeah. If Yeah, you are the poster child I'm for daddy issues. I might daddy. Okay. <laughs> So, do you know what? I don't, I don't even have a question for you because I I'm, ready, sc- I'm scared to ask you one and it'll take about 20 minutes to answer. So, um, how about I say, ask you, um, what are your daddy issues? <laughs> Did Before we started this, right? <laughs> how many dads have you got and how many daddy issues do you have? Fuck off. <laughs> right. Before we started this, I was like, you know, have you got some, you know, some notes ready? <laughs> and I was like, babe, I've got an encyclopedia inside my head. <laughs> there, ready to go. <laughs> I, in my lifetime, have had two daddies. Okay. Two fathers, many daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. And daddy issues, well, mm. endless. I don't think we've got the time to cover all of them. Okay. Where should we start? At the beginning. So, okay. Let's, yeah, let's start at the beginning. So, growing up, what was the father-like figure in your life like? Well, 
there was none. <laughs> there wasn't any. No, not really. Um, okay. And I'll explain the not really. So when I when um, and I mean you don't have to go into the ins and outs of some of the things if they're personal, obviously. Oh, I but... don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Over it all now. Do you know? <laughs> Come what I mean? on, open book. I'm, I'm beyond it. And like, if someone can relate or link to it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's always good, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm healed. Yeah. So that's a really good position to be in. Yeah. You know when you're when you're fully healed. So, um, my mother had me very young. Okay. You know she uh, was whisked off to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You know, at 15 to get married mm-hmm. to this guy that was 12 years older than her. Right. So that's uh, that's a to-do, isn't it? Yeah. First of all. And then um, along came me when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's her story to tell there. Yeah. Um, that relationship broke down within the first few years of my life. Okay. And then my biological father. Your biological father. I think we should start father. with my biological father. Um yeah. I, I never knew him growing up. So I never mm. ever knew him growing up. And um it's really weird because I remember this one time. Mm. Um and growing up now I know that it was my dad. I was remember you have like little glimpses into your childhood in your head and you yeah. have this dream yeah. of when I was young and I was put into the back of a car and I always thought the guy that was, you know, saying bye to me was my granddad, but clearly it was my dad. Oh, wow. At the time, and I just remember that reoccurring thing happening. I was like, why is my granddad saying bye to me? That's so weird. Do you know what? I think I created some of my dad's issues myself. I distinctly remember when I was a kid, we went to Pakistan for like a year or something. And when I came back, apparently I'd forgotten who my dad was. And I actually do remember the fact that I'd forgotten my dad because I used to call my dad uncle. And everyone used to be like, oh, Amir, who's that? I went, oh, that's my uncle. And they were like, no, that's your dad. So I was like, oh my God. Wow. So I created so, my own problems. <laughs> I didn't create my problems. I'm just letting you know. But this bitch over here was such a dramatic little gay boy. He was like, oh, I have no issues at the moment. So like, who's my dad? Oh my God, daddy, who are you? I'm like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I called my dad uncle. <laughs> I'm such a mess. You are a mess. But yeah, so with you, with your biological dad, so you're saying you didn't have... Um, a father-like figure growing up and you didn't know who your dad was for all of your mm-hmm. adult life. Mm-hmm. What impact did that have on you? How was that like? Um, Huge, because it... I suppose it really would have a massive impact on you because growing up South Asian, the family unit is so important, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Sorry, um, have, I, have I taken your line? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, I'm so it's sorry. Fine. It's fine. Um... By the way, my impressions are from um, Lola from Big Mouth. I'm going to play a clip in a second later. That's why I keep going, oh my God. Oh. Okay, carry on. Um, I lost my train of thought now. So you, I was saying, what impact did not having a dad well, um, have on you growing up? Can I sort of develop the story yes. and then go into that? Because I want to merge the stepdaddy into the story okay. as well. Because that's how it works. So yeah, my mum met someone else. He's an arsehole, let's just say. Okay. And um, let's cut it straight. He's a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And um, I had no qualms in saying that at all. Yeah. So between, that was between three and seven. So we'd moved out of Bradford at the time. Mm. So my mum was 19 at the time. She shifted us out of Bradford into Keithley. And mm. we lived on a council estate for them four years. And I I genuinely enjoyed living there because I liked playing out with the kids. And it was a really good feel good. Obviously, there's all the darkness to it that you don't realise when you're a kid, do you? Yeah. You know, it's the like, drug dens and the drug dealers. Yeah, it's like what you'd probably see it as is one massive joint family unit and everyone's looking out for each other yeah. and, and getting along well with each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. And um, so, yeah, I don't really 
um, remember much of that time. But then I remember moving. I remember my mum fell pregnant. Mm. And I was getting a brother on the way, which was very exciting because I wanted a little brother. And then he he was born and we moved to um, another house in the same town. Oh my God, sorry. That was my ice cubes hitting the cup. Yeah, you were saying? We moved to another house in the same town then. Mm. And um, long story short, my stepdad went to prison for about seven or eight years. I don't know why I'm being all dramatic. I know this story. <laughs> all right, it's not for time. <laughs> so I was like, oh, stepdaddy, he was shit anyway. He was like, mm. he was just a big kid. Mm. And no stepdaddy. And I, I remember finding out about it and I was seven. And I understood what was going on. I remember being on top of the landing, absolutely bawling my eyes out. And like, mm. I still remember it now. Like I was just crying so much. And then I remember being on... Do you know when he used to send letters and stuff or calls that he used to make and, you know, he used to call him by his name. And there was one moment my mum was like, you know, call him dad, call him dad, trying to, like, get that in. And then, you know, persuaded with, with, with the Mackie D's. And I did. And I wish I never did. Do you regret calling your oh, son that dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could never bring myself to say it. So I never really called him anything, to be honest with you. I did not know this. Oh, did you not? No. No, it was just nameless. I didn't really call him anything. Really? I was never like, oh, dad. I've never done that to anyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never called anyone dad before. Oh, my gosh. Well, some men's is, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just role play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anywho, but um, yeah, yeah, I haven't. And then he went to prison and that was, he was in prison for about seven, eight years. I remember visiting. Mm. In that moment, we should have let him go. But like, I was a kid visiting someone in prison every week and until my adulthood I didn't realise how wrong that was so you'd get like phone calls saying there's somebody from Litchfield Pits of Prison yes. to talk to you like yes. Orange is the New Black yeah yeah you know yeah 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 very that and your stepdad the stepdad I, I, was we, like can you send me £10 because I just shanked someone or something oh, well I don't know I wasn't involved in that <laughs> I was just making shit okay. up now and um we used to get these like I thought they were called these things that used to come up post like you know visit uh, VOs visiting orders Really? Yeah, VOs used to come in every week or so. Well, uh, you were ordered to visit your dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it worked. Why did Nicole you... VOs. Why See, I you... know that. Yeah, but you're not... Like, a kid shouldn't really have to know that growing up. Oh, yeah. Up. Do and, you know what um, I mean? Oh, yeah. And um, then I remember being in primary school and everyone... So it was really hard because... People are like, oh, that's what? How long was your dad in prison for? I've, t- I've said already. About oh, seven, eight years. Seven years. Seven years, sorry. Yeah. And um, I remember um, kids thought that was my dad at the time. Mm. And they were like, hi, oh, your dad's in prison. Your dad's in prison. Blah, blah, blah. You know, your dad's in prison. And my mum had to come in and talk to Miss or Mrs. Steeples. That was her name. Oh, I love that name. My teacher, yeah. And I said, you know, dad's in prison and like kids are picking on him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there was this voice inside me was like, but that's not my dad. Really? And I'm having to go through the shit of my dad being in prison, even though that's not my dad. But that is less shameful than me not knowing who my dad was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or not having a, a link there. And I remember we had to draw a um, picture of what you did at the weekend. And um, mine was visiting a prison. Really? Yeah, and oh um, it was me. I'm just saying, oh, I'm visiting my dad at work. Oh my gosh. Do you know what I mean? But I knew what it was, and I was only like seven, eight years old. And so your stepdad was your second male influence in your life, like your second major male. I mean, you know, 
um, in accordance to what society yeah, is yeah, like yeah. and family units and stuff. So you had a dad and then you had a stepdad and both of them were absent um, through their actions, I suppose, mm. in your adult life. Oh, yeah. And then we came out of prison. He came back to live with us, which shouldn't have happened. Um, he's an absolute arsehole. He taught me nothing. I learned how to share myself. I learned how to do everything myself. Everything that a, a father is stereotypically supposed to show you. Well, I suppose that was going to be my next question. Um, and, and that was, what effect does not having a dad have on you growing up? So, Fucking hell. A huge. You know, because yeah. you, like... Did you feel like you were missing something? Yeah, all the time. And, like, you sort of feel like you have to become the man of the house. I'm using inverted commas because you know where I stand with masculinity and femininity now and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. But you, you have to you, be that male unit. You do. And, mm. like, which is which is wrong. Mm. And I just felt like um, throughout that, I was getting bullied. And when we were going to secondary school, I was either getting bullied for... Because that's when family knew stuff. Family were there. People mm. knew stuff. I was either getting bullied for not knowing who the fuck my dad was or bullied because my dad was in prison. Like, <laughs> that's a gaggery. Like, your dad's in prison, haha, you piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? Just imagine racism, homophobia, your dad's in prison, that's not my dad. Aha, you don't know your dad. No, I don't. What can I do about it, mate? Like, I don't fucking know who he is. Why am I getting shit for it? Go and tell him. Why don't you oh go and fucking gosh. find him, right? Drag his ass and ask him what the fuck his problem is. Mm. You know what I mean? All them years. And I, that's when I started getting into writing, didn't I? I can't sing for shit, but I got into writing. You've seen my dark shit that I used to write when I was a teenager. I have. Like, proper dark fucking shit I went through like this is the thing though dealing with racism and homophobia is quite easy for me <laughs> mm. in that way because that wasn't the weight on my shoulder the weight on my shoulder was like a failed stepdad mm. who was a piece of shit <laughs> we, we, we've got yeah. that girl <laughs> and not knowing who my father was and I had this fear this ultimate fear of asking my mum about him I was always fearful because I think you know she'd been through so much and she's smashed it as a mother and she's done so much for us hmm. I feel like I don't want to ask her because I feel like it's just going to open a can of worms and I was like 11, 12, 13 at the time and I was very aware of that do you know who your biological father is? yes I do I'm going to come on to that okay okay my stepfather came out of prison he came home he was trying to smooth he was just shit so um, my mum was essentially paying role of uh, mother and father in terms of working in terms of housework in terms of cooking in terms of earning the money in terms of absolutely everything dragging his ass through continuous arguments in the house all the time mm. it was fucking hellhole because it was like hello get rid of him get rid but it's that thing like we can't get rid because what are people are gonna think my mm. family will let me get rid of him what they're gonna think i've come this far do you know what i mean mm. and then fast forward to um finding my biological father so we got together at this point and um yeah when we got together i was almost on a mission because i just i could just see as to how much of a impact you not knowing who your dad was yeah. was having on you mm. i could see that anxiousness in your eyes at almost so to speak and i thought right okay i know of his background based on what you've told me and, and your background and i was like i'm gonna help this bitch find his dad mm. do you know what i mean and together we found daddy we did <clears throat> And, um, but that wasn't your first time, was it, darling? No, it wasn't. Mm. Thank you for reminding us. So my first time, obviously, I don't speak to uh, a lot of my family now. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, everyone thinks, oh, it's because he's gay. Yes, it's because I'm gay. Because I choose not to. I chose not to first, though. Yeah. So my 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One of my aunties who like wasn't in the picture for a long time who right. came back into our lives all of a sudden. Right. Um, she had given my mother an address for my father. Oh, she'd given it to your mother? Yeah. I thought she'd given it to you directly. No. Okay. No, and then my mum gave it to me and said, you know, this is the address from mm-hmm. auntie so-and-so who mm. would come back into our lives. I went with a friend at the time who I'm not friends with anymore. Um, oh. Yeah, him. Oh, hang on a minute. We'll say it again. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Come on, chauffeur. I didn't know and, that. And um, got the address, because we worked together, didn't we, at that time. And oh. um, got the address, and it was pouring down in rain. Like, the pathetic fallacy was real. Right. And I was so anxious, so nervous, but I thought, this is going to be the moment that I meet who my dad is. This is the moment I'm going to meet my dad. daddy. <laughs> daddy, give and me money. Alimony, going, daddy. Literally. Uh-huh. And I went round the um, <laughs> the back of the house, got the address. I was like, it's right, it's right. It's po- like, I cannot even tell you I was pouring. Like, mm. do you know Proper EastEnders? Like, someone's about to die in the middle of the square, like, pouring, <laughs> pissing it I down. I am your mother. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Very that. I was ready, bitch. <laughs> and so I knocked on the door, opened mm. it up, and I went, is so-and-so here? Do you know the name? And I went, no. I said, do you know who this person is? Do you know where they live? No. I was like probably one of the saddest moments of my life in a really? weird way because it was like not just because of the rain and the pathetic fallacy <laughs> and the EastEnders fantasy that got fucking ruined yeah. you know how I love my fantasy it was just like you build and you build and you build and you build this in your head all your life you um, make yourself suffer for not knowing you know where you come from I, I suppose and it's mm. so fucking hard because it, for me, it built loads of trust issues, loads of anger issues. I was just constantly fucking angry and mad at the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, re- I remember. You know, very teen angst. <laughs> I'm joking. And so the next time round, um, we, we got together at this point, mm. And it was in that first year we were together. And um, you just pushed me, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to ask. So I balls to the walls. I was like to my mum, I need to know now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this was after I'd come out. So I was thinking... My balls were pretty brave by this point. Yeah. And um, I was secure in a career, everything. Do you know what I mean? It was a good position to be in. Yeah. So I got a number, didn't I? Yeah. And I phoned the number and it was the weirdest thing. As soon as I said hello, he knew it was me. Mm. It was like Amir, like my son. Like he Mm. knew it was me straight away. It was so weird. And within a few hours, we were meeting up with him, weren't we? Yeah. Like... You, can you talk about that? What was it like? Yeah, of course, of course I can. So your dad has a similar <clears throat> heritage to my dad mm-hmm. in terms of the regions that they come from. Their ethnic origin is the same. Um, and so there's a lot of similarities in man- mannerisms. But I remember <clears throat> um, it was all sort of, it happened really quickly. And then we said, oh, okay, we're going to meet at this spot. And we did. And you gave him a hug, um, you mm-hmm. know, which is customary. 
when you don't meet somebody for for some time it wasn't an emotional hug i don't think it was just a formality yeah. and then um we said okay we're going to park our cars here and meet there and he was like fine and then you got back in the car and you were like oh that's it i've met my dad like i don't feel anything like i've met him okay great and we sat down and then we had a conversation and he paid for dinner which was kind and no, he was didn't. with his friend oh did he know his not? friend paid for it Oh, his friend paid for it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, then, and then um, we met up a few times with your dad and mm. we even went to where he lived. And at this point, I just want to mention there was like a language sort of barrier. Yeah, there so was like, a language. That's I, why I, I was there, yeah. My language was very broken. And one of our friends came over as well because we messaged them and they were like really pissed off. They were like, well, you know, you're asking where the fuck has he been? What is he doing here? What is even the point of meeting? And we were like, uh, darling, you need to calm down. <laughs> we're trying to make a moment here. I'm trying to be Oprah here right Literally. now. Literally. And then <laughs> your daddy issues became my daddy issues because <laughs> because he was so similar to my dad, I was a getting triggered. Seeker. I know I was getting triggered. I was like, motherfucker, where the fuck have you been? Like, he just so fucking switched off but, but I think he was, is somebody who was stuck in time he couldn't see past himself and he couldn't see past his own pain mm. um, so he didn't I mean I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of turn but it seems to me that he didn't really know what to do with you I completely agree with you yeah. so like you know we had that meeting and it was like that emotional drama sort of thing pause for a second I've just realised you and me have really interesting stories we have such an interesting life like why isn't anyone making a film about us a what a film right can you not stay that in that stereotypical hair film yeah I want to go to the seminar and see myself <laughs> girl representation's important yeah so anywho yeah um, so yeah met him blah de blah blah basic it was like cute. We had looked similar in some ways as well, which was really weird. You both have a temper. No, I don't anymore though. But yeah. um, don't fuck with me. <laughs> Listen, I could see you gritting your teeth at me minutes ago when I wouldn't ask you the right questions. <laughs> so don't act all brand new. I don't know what you're talking about. Anywho, um, the um, and did you or did you not try and knife me earlier? No, right. You were hiding under the table because, <laughs> because you were, like, you were I'm, knifing I'm me. I'm gonna live there. And I got the butter knife that was on the table. I was like, I'm going to put the butter knife near you and see what happens. And you were laughing about it. You thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, basically, some, guys, sometimes I just do ridiculous things that you really can't argue with. So he was like, okay, babe, shall we get ready and record for the podcast? And so I decided to hide under the table. And he... Um, Stabbed him. Tried to stab me with the yeah. knife. So murder almost happened. Anyway. But yeah. back to the potential murder of my father's. I'm joking, <laughs> joking, joking, if you hear me, government. Okay. Um, so yeah, we met and then we were chosen to meet again at his home. Mm. Went to his home and it felt like I'd gone back in time to like my grandma's house in the 90s and it wasn't well kept and we got food cooked for us and I was very vicious and like there were other people there in that house that he lived in. There was a lot of people Yeah, there. it was very like Pakistan, wasn't it? Yeah. That vibe. And I was like, so where have you been for all these years? Have you got any money for me? Have you made any savings? What's your excuse? And he was mortified and embarrassed that I dare say that in front of anyone. Yeah, and he said, oh, we'll go upstairs and we'll talk about it. And he was just trying to put all the blame on my mother and tried to twist it all. I was like, I was like saying to him, you're going to get nowhere with this. Mm. Like, by putting blame. And, and he was like, I was an alcoholic. I was depressed. I wasn't ready to be a father. No, he said he'd never drunk. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I know he was an alcoholic. Sorry. He said he'd never yeah. drunk. I know he used to be an alcoholic when he was younger. 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know, look at your grandparents. They put her together with me and I was a mess. I'm like, yeah, okay, but I don't like them, so fuck you. And that's another story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> that's another story to tell. In hindsight, oh, actually, my other question is, do you um, still have a relationship with your dad? No. No. So after that, I accidentally saw him. Okay. Um, he started, um, he got a phone and started texting a little. Yeah. And then he... Um, got a job like on the trains doing mm. some conducting he was like I've given him a new lease of life apparently mm. me he wanted me to talk to people in Pakistan I was like I don't fucking know no one's married into your family you're all psychos <laughs> and you, you're like your granddad like his dad um, screamed your name on his deathbed and I was like oh my god this melodrama is not going to work with me honey mm. if you're going to say that to me I'm going to be like yes my name was screamed bitch mm. everyone's thinking about me when they're dying <laughs> do you know what I mean I have no relationship with these people I did this strangers to me at the end of the day I, yeah. you, since you met me I've, I've never believed in the whole blood thing do you know what I mean yeah you, you always used to say blood relations are, are bullshit yeah do you know what I mean like like it, you can have a brother uncle auntie dad with anyone mm. you know and um, so I went to a gig in London to okay. see um, Bring With Horizon and I was coming back up mm. the day after so I was like my band t-shirt my shorts my Doc Martens like eyeliner dripping nail polish mess all the way from London yeah <laughs> this is me come on How I and I opened and I got from London to Leeds and I was coming back in and this was when I was living at home with my mum and I opened the train door and guess who was stood there guess who back in the train he was quick <laughs> literally <back>. well you <laughs> my father Oh god! It was about half six in the evening on a Sunday, mm. and the look of shame and disappointment on his face when he saw me, and he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm. I was like, "This is me, bitch." And we sat down on the train, we talked, and he was like, "Oh, let's go for something to eat," you know. And I went, "No, I've got to go home, and you know, I'm my clothes for the week. I've got work, and I've got to prepare food." And he was like, um, "Your mum can do that. Your mum should be doing all of that." And at one point, didn't he say that you should take care of him? Oh yeah. Or like you should support him. He was like, you know, what we believe is a son does certain things yes. for a father. A son does this. And I guess he didn't know what he was getting with me because I, yeah. like, I'm like, mm, yeah. I was like, okay, work. Yeah. Um, a father, what have you got for me? You've got all this land in Pakistan. Where the fuck's my cup, bitch? <laughs> Let's get to the real tea, Henny. I wanted the money. Yeah, you did. I was straight up with it. So, he, right. This brings me to another really important point, And it's about expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, two people made a baby one fateful night. Mm-hmm. And there's for lifelong repercussions of that, me. right? Yeah, well, yeah. You'd haunt people in the afterlife as well. Um, so... What expectations did you have of a father, and are they are they appropriate? Are they valid? What were your expectations of a dad growing up? Um, so if to look, any, to look out for you, have your back, take care of you, mm. understand you, love you. Mm. In essence, you know, to be what your class is, you know, just normal and stuff. But you know what, my mum did it all. Yeah. So I was very lucky that I got the strongest mother and she was fierce as hell. Yeah. Very, very lucky. But, you know, looking back at all that, and there's no point going into every single story. There's so many stories with it. You know, mm. I'm not in touch with either of them. And so, good riddance. Yeah. 
you and, know. And, and, and those those expectations seem quite fair, I suppose. Well, yeah, you brought me into this fucking world. They didn't ask for it. They're not. <laughs> yeah, but they're not outlandish. No, not at all. And I, I, I do joke about the whole money thing, but... Yeah, it's not like you're saying, I wanted my dad to buy me a pony. And then no, he not fucking at all. did it. He I, took us to Ibiza instead. Literally, what no. What a monster. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could be like that. But the thing is, like... You you said you've been crying over for years, but then I find out you saw me at my auntie's wedding when I was sixteen. Mm. And oh, guess what? We haven't told everyone. Yeah. Guess where he was living? <laughs> well. Up the fucking road from my grandparents, which is yeah. twenty minute drive away from us. Yeah, he was living like in fucking Bradford all that time. Are you giving locations away now? Yeah, but I've already mentioned Bradford. Okay. okay. Yeah, coming to and fro Pakistan. Yeah, a piece of this shit family. But um, <laughs> yeah, like all that happened, and like I, I built up a lot, a lot of anger and resentment, and a lot of anger issues, and I, I got over it myself by having therapy for that. Did you? You know what I mean? Last year, and that really, really helped me because you gone. But was the uh, therapy specifically in relation to uh, your dad? Well, that was part of it, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Because it I was... Well, I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't part of your therapy session. Like, well... <laughs> no, it, well, I featured, maybe. It was about me trying to reduce my sort of um, levels of anger and trying to understand what emotion to use when. And, and understand some of the root causes yeah. of your anger. And a, lot, and a lot of it was down to not knowing my father and then having an expectation and then having it broken and having your heart broken again and mm. again and again. But then now, like in, in retrospect and stuff, as horrible as it sounds, he has nothing for me. He can't provide me with anything mm. in my life now. Like, like no, he wouldn't accept me being gay anyway. So that's another kind of words. But like, I'm fine like with it. Like, I know people could say, oh, you know, do you miss him? Oh, God, I don't miss either of them. They're both dickheads. <laughs> like, why? how can I miss someone that will treat me like shit? So you've, of course, had therapy and you've... Um you know, found ways to overcome some mm-hmm. of the um, uh, wounds that not having a dad has has left you with. <clears throat> what advice would you give to someone in mm-hmm. terms of how to cope with failing male role models? Because in the one of the reasons, sidestep, one of the reasons why I asked that question, and this is what I was trying to say right at the beginning and then I fumbled, was... Um, being gay these days it doesn't happen anymore now that you know things have moved forward yeah but when i was younger being gay was strongly associated with failed male role models there was a lot of people that did not believe in homosexuality yeah. and they said that it was simply environmental in the sense that you've had failed male role models in your in your life and therefore you are mm. trying to fill that void in with another man that used to be said all the time yeah and Honestly, unless somebody did it as a joke, but I remember when I was growing up trying to find out what homosexuality is, I saw that written on the Wikipedia page for gay people. So what's your question? Uh, (laughs) My question is... My advice to what? Your advice to people who have failed male role models in their lives. Uh, My advice? That's a really good question. Oh, thank Ooh, you. fucking bastard. Yeah. Um, my advice would be, you don't, first of all, you don't need a male role model in your life. Yeah. You know, you can find role models in any um, sex, gender, everything, hmm. you know, and they don't have to be specifically your father. If you don't have a father, you can survive. Surprise, surprise. If you don't hmm. have a mother, you can survive. You know what? You've got to find some strength in within yourself and in some way be your own role model as well. You know Ooh, what I mean? Like, I you've like got to, that. Yeah, you've got to be like, okay, how do I envision the best version of me to be? That's your role model. 
write that down, draw a little picture of a man, mm. write that shit down, and be like, you know, or a woman, or whatever you want to draw as, mm. uh, and be like, you know, a gingerbread person, and write around it, this is the best version of me, that's my role model, that's where I'm going to go. You don't need a father figure. For those that do, brilliant, like, I'm not against it, like, mm. that's fantastic, because your father should be in your life, mm. you know, they, they, you know, were part of producing you, but don't ever feel like because you don't have one you are um an outcast or anything families come in all different shapes and sizes a lesser being you know when you're not at all families come in all different shapes and sizes and also like come on i had a stepdaddy for a bit and what a pile of wank that was <laughs> do you know what i mean like come on one left me one went to prison came back was a knobhead i found the other one turned out to be a dickhead yeah end of story and and you're still thriving oh yeah i think i'm thriving more now because if my mother didn't leave him and then he decided not to have contact imagine me growing up in that area where my grandma lives going to that school there being a gay boy it was hard enough as it was but imagine mm. the, the strain my mother would have had from him so like it would have been shit i would have i probably would have been dead if i'm honest with you i probably would have been dead oh gosh so you sound really passionate about this issue. <laughs> so what are you? But, I think I've hogged it all. But, well, uh, we're here. We're, we're about forty minutes. In. I'm sorry, I, I knew it was going to be all about me. But just to uh, confirm, you're over this now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it, and I'm getting under daddies. So that's the story. And yeah, the moral should be: find your zaddy. No, <laughs> well, you've literally just done this massive fucking Rosa Parks style speech on how we don't need dads and how you're not going to get off your seat on the bus or something. And then now you're like, get under one. Anywho, <laughs> let's just talk about you for a bit. So you had a dad. Mm. See, I was abandoned first. Yeah, you let's get that out dad. there, guys. He goes on about it, but I was the one that was abandoned by my dad first. Yeah, I your dad loved you once. I don't think he knows how to. So tell us about, because I think your dad, because would have been what I would have experienced if I had my dad in my life. Yeah, but I think yours would have been worse. Yeah, probably. My dad wasn't a raging alcoholic. Yeah, and they're psycho family, aren't they? Mm, Sorry, just give me a second whilst I have this absolutely gorgeous non-alcoholic milkshake. It's going to be a bit of a sound, but bear with me, guys. I love how a milkshake's non-alcoholic now. (laughs) It's a fucking milkshake, bitch. Oh my God, it's so good. So like... Because you had your dad in your life, but yeah. did he feel like he was there? What was no. it like growing up with, with your father? See, I was somebody who um, constantly vies for attention, but I really wanted my dad's attention. Mm. I, he, he was almost like a project for me. He would get up in the morning before we were awake, go to work, come home at six, spend a little bit of time with mum, and then he'd just be on the settee, covered uh, in the blanket, over his head, just switched, drowned out of the world. Then he'd go to the mosque or something, eat and go to bed. Like, he just didn't want anything to do with anything. And he'd have those small bursts of, um, you, you know, I'm funny and I get my com- comedic side from my dad and he does have a great sense of humour and he has instilled some great values in me and he was a really great handyman and, you know, I, I've picked that up from him. But... um he and it was really difficult for me to say it but the expectations that i had of a father um he didn't live up to them now mm. one could argue that i had too greater expectations but really all what i wanted and all what i even want now is just for somebody to talk to me mm. 
and just spend time and make a connection and have a meaningful relationship with him you know i'd throw curveballs at him and challenge him and you know i'm a cheeky chap and i'd be like let's do this and do that and he just didn't want to and you could i think um i think all of the wires were attached up there if you get what i mean with him i think there was some sort of disconnect because you could talk to him until you were blue in the face and advise him on something that was crystal clear but he wouldn't move from what he'd formed formalized mm. in his head and it was just like oh and and it would be crazy stuff like oh you don't want to go to you know this dinner to somebody who's invited us like you're gonna go but you're not gonna go with the family you're gonna go ahead mm. And you're going to get there before we do. Why? Why do you want to do that? Do you know what I mean? It was simple stuff like that. Yeah. Simple expectations that you'd have of a parent. You know, we're all going to do something together collectively, collectively as a unit or, you know, father and son do something. And, you know, I could own the things that happened were only a handful of times. Do you know what I mean? Other times. And I think growing up, I realized that the reason why was because he was battling his own demons. Mm. Oh, it's a really personal story, but I'll tell it anyway. My, um, actually, this was going to be a question for you as well at some point, but I'll ask you later. But my late granddad <clears throat> was very old school, I suppose. Yeah. He was born in the 30s and, you know, came through difficult economic hardship. And the way he was was very, very black and white. I do did this or he did not. And mm. apparently he was quite an abusive father. He's mm. passed away now, but he was, apparently he was quite abusive or, he was, or at least he was incredibly stern. Yeah. And my dad was really ill when he was younger. Mm. And they all said to him, look, your son's dying. So they said to my granddad that your son's dying. And my granddad turned around and said, that's fine. I've got four others. Oh, wow. And that crushed my dad. Well, that absolutely <laughs> crushed my dad. And my dad was apparently, my my late grandma used to tell me my dad was quite individual yeah. growing up. He was somebody who marched to the beat of his own drum, which is really interesting because I'm exactly like that. And as I've grown up, I've realized that there's a lot more traits in me that are of, are of my dad, like loads more. Mm. And recently I was reading that there's, there's a scientific reason for that, but I don't know if it's true or not because it was an Instagram. But, um, <laughs> it, it, but, that absolutely crushed him when when that was said to him and so he that he took to heart all his life and i saw it in his eyes he would all, almost always work towards getting affirmation from men in his life mm. i'd see it at the mosque i'd see it outside he would put other people above us and i was like oh my god what are you doing this man's a piece of trash and you're just spending so much time with him and I'm telling you, bitch, get inside, we're going to do something as a family and you're prioritising that meaningless conversation with over us. Mm. Like, are you for real? Do you know what I mean? That and, and that really affected me in the sense that my dad was absent. Yeah. You know? In all sorts. And I'm sure he meant well and I'm sure he did love us, but it was just incredibly difficult. It was... I think he, even if he expressed his love, it was on principle rather than pure emotion. It was like, I am your dad and therefore I love you. You know? It wasn't like you've 
I don't know, changed my life or, you know, you know how these days, like, kids are so precious, like, oh my God, they changed my life and I'm just a better person. We didn't have any of any of that. <laughs> or like, you've done an amazing thing at school. I'm so proud of you. I love you never, for slaying never that project. That. Sort no, of thing. never had that. I don't even think he, I think he actively hugged me maybe like twice, two or three times. In your say. life? Yeah. That's it. What kind of effect and impact do you think not having that um, sort of love there because of hugging and that see, physical contact? Yeah, I mean, I, you see, it's difficult for me to say exactly what impact that has had because I am a survivor in the sense that I... Yeah, especially child. I, <laughs> I develop coping mechanisms yeah. and like trying to be funny and trying to be the funny guy is a great way for me to try and cope yeah. with things. And so I have had that switched on as a kid. So even if my dad didn't do that and I'm thinking about it now I'm thinking of ways of making a joke about it so I've blocked it out mm. so I suppose it probably did affect me in a negative way but I have zoned that out I'm like ha he couldn't do that do you know what I mean yeah and I'll do that and I'll you know just despite him I'll get some pet pigs and hug them do you know what I mean <laughs> that um, kind of stuff would you say it's good and healthy to zone it out uh probably not there's a heavy ba- there's a, um, balance. a balance that you must strike between being a whiny little bitch mm. and being like oh nobody loves me which is where i'm at right now yeah. um and um there's another part where you know it's a different story to say actually this did happen and it had this impact on me mm. and i think i am at the place where i am able to talk about it but um I'm not quite sure of what benefit it is. I think I have dealt with a lot of my daddy issues, my dad issues uh, in my 20s. Yeah. I think that's when I really needed my dad. Mm. That's when I really... And, 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 and that's been the struggle is there's been pockets of greatness with my dad, but when I really needed that father, I felt he wasn't there. Yeah. I felt he wasn't present. That, that's that been... And also the fact that he kicked me out and that completely changed my well, life. Yes, so, so I've got that hanging over his head as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my story, babe. Uh, I could ask, <laughs> just ask some more questions, but, like, that would be digging. No, you can do it. Like, okay. So, like, you know... I'll just eat my feelings away tonight, babe. No, you go. No, baby, no. You go for it. No. <laughs> I've got any calories left for today. And um, so, like, obviously, you know, you had all these problems with your dad being sort of an absent father, but there, mm. physically... Um, throughout your childhood and then he obviously kicked you out mm. um, when he was faced with the fact that you are a homosexual well hang on a minute he was faced with the fact that I'm homosexual before that there we go tell us about that darling he was faced with the fact that other people knew and he could no mm. longer save face yeah that was the ca- a straw that broke the camel's back and was that huge for your dad saving face yeah yeah, yeah. It must have been some male person mm. that had said it to my dad. And then my dad was like, oh, shit, I can't be like this in the community in front mm-hmm. of all my male friends mm. to, to to be like that, yeah. you know, for my son to be like that. It, that's what broke the camel's back. And that's what I find really disappointing because I'm like, other people's opinion matters yeah. more than the welfare of your own child. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... that's- fucking shit isn't it oh it's just but stupid like, um, but, but that's the thing like i'm I, I i can't help but just i mean now i'm at the point where i'm really over everything and i can't help but just make a joke out of it yeah, you know obviously. what i mean i'm like all right then dad like you really wanted to get the affirmation of these fucking people that 
that really don't have any say in anything over your own family like mm, really bitch mm. like do you know what I mean it's and just like, one of those things the comedy comes from a place of hurt and darkness when did you like um, sort of within yourself not get over it per se but sort to deal with it and be like actually you know what he's not going to be the father that I, I want and need him to be and I'm going to have to cope with this and move on when yeah um, I think that I started to realise towards my late teens, I'd say. Yeah. Late teens, early 20s, probably. Uh, but probably late teens, I'd say, where I, I, th- I said to myself, okay, um, there's a lot going on. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things which other people um, ask for and are yeah. able to get in terms of support from their families and from their parents and their fathers. I'm not going to have that. And he's not geared up for it. And it wasn't because he was unable to. It wasn't like, oh, he was a really hard worker and he wasn't able to provide. For, mm. And, you know, and all is forgiven because he did his best. It was the fact that his priorities were elsewhere. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, we were on the same economic scale as some of our peers, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But priorities were elsewhere. It's like saying, oh, you know, my dad was a doctor and all my friends' dads were doctors, but my dad had a gambling addiction, so we just lived piss poor. You're not going to be like, well, he gave it his all. You're going to be like, well, I'm going to minute wanker. Like, who told you to piss, you know, pour money down the shitter or whatever? It was a similar thing. My dad's not a gambler, but, you know, that's the best analogy that I can give. Um, Yeah, and, and it was then when I was like, oh, okay, well you're not going to do this and we don't see eye to eye on this and I'm just really going to have to stick out for myself, Mm. you know? And uh, I think I was in sort of in my mid-twenties when I really realised that the person that you want to be become that person yourself. No, the the person that you really want become that person yourself. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And it's the same with a lot of things in life when people say, oh, you know, I just really want this next big opportunity and I just want this next thing and this next big thing. Sometimes you you have to be that next big thing yourself. Oh, you have yeah. to make it for yourself. Mm. And that's that's what it's come to. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, well, he never ever did this. And it's even small, simple things. I'm like, oh, he used to be crashed out on a weekend. I don't want to be that person. I want to make, you know, I want to make something out of it. He was afraid of God and he was afraid to leave his mm. dad because of community and, and you know, Help. being answerable to God. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to live by that. If he doesn't want anything to do with me, I'm fine with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's that sort of journey that you have to go through. And you have to um, break down your own ego and you have to, um, which I say a lot on this podcast, uh, but also you have to be really realistic with yourself in the sense that, yeah, that starting point that you had wasn't the best and Mm. those people aren't the best people unfortunately in the grand scheme of things or they're not as good as they should have been according to you know what society thinks of you or what what, what, you know society measures parenting against that you know they didn't quite live up to that and so you're just gonna have to you know go aside and and do your own thing i think that's the best way that i can describe it anyway work yeah nice that's why you call me daddy you know what i could talk about more daddy issue stories for hours and hours i've got loads of stories in this head of mine (laughs) we should do a daddy part too well do you know what there's a few topics that we haven't really talked about and touched upon um the first one is quick fire uh no um the first is girls and daddy issues i mean obviously we can't talk for girls because we're not quite there yet and everything but um there yet (laughs) um that threat that you keep giving to me yeah i do actually 
You never know. No, I don't um, know. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, g- girls have... It's, it's gay guys and girls are known to have daddy issues. Other people do as well. Other people do. Everyone does. Yeah. Everyone can have, or should I say, everyone can usually, have usually. issues. But yeah, usually. And I wonder how it affects girls because I certainly saw it in my sister. Yeah. She had similar struggles. I mean, she never articulated them, but I saw them where she was like, you know, wake up. Like, mm. what on earth are you doing? And he just wasn't. And I suppose that's... Um, yeah, if there's anyone listening that's, uh, you know, if you're a girl and if you have daddy issues, it would be great to hear your story. And yeah, if you'd like to send in an email or mm-hmm. an Insta post or something, just message us and we will um, uh, love to read your story. Whether you need any advice or whether you um, want to let us know how you got over it, that'd be great, right? Or oh, anyone with any daddy issues, if you can relate in any way. Yeah. I think the thing... So, like... To sort of summarise for you. Okay, summarise. What would you say to people that did have a dad in their life but their dad just failed? How would you help them out? What would you say? What advice would you give? What I would say to them is run away from that failed son of a bitch (laughs) and find yourself a lovely, older, wealthy man. Daddy. And get underneath them so that they can support you. There you go. Thank you, Sir David Attenborough. And that's the tea. For uh, that lovely advice. That's the um, tea on saddies. <laughs> you know, between us three dads that fucked up. <laughs> and many, many saddies along the way. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> But do you know what really freaks me out is like, obviously there's a big, and we've made so many jokes about it on this podcast, but there's this big daddy um, fetish yeah, no. and culture within the gay world. I wonder why. And is it unhealthy? I don't think it stems from daddy issues. I don't think. Do you think? Might do. Who knows? I'm just throwing shit out there because I feel like it. Well, I mean, also, like, do we care whether no. it does or if not? If you want to get with a daddy, if you want to call someone daddy, if you want to be called daddy, fucking go for it. I don't know if I'd want to call somebody daddy, but, like, if it's an old... Like, I think people... You're married. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> But people have, like, fetishes for older guys, right? Yeah. And younger yeah, guys and everything. Yeah, but is it a fetish? Or is it just your attraction? A preference. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a fetish. No, maybe you just like... Just have a fetish, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I have a fetish for you. Yeah, you you have a fetish for those curvy guys. (laughs) Fuck off. No, I don't. (laughs) Okay, so... It sounds like you want to wrap up. No, I'm just... Really deep in thought right now. Oh yeah. I'm like, wow, there's so much shit I could cover, but like, I think I, I'm, feel like I think I'm done now with my daddy issues. I feel like you're holding back, girl. I'm I I'm always holding back. Oh my god. Oh. I hold back a lot, but if you have daddy issues, message us, tweet us, insta us. Oh my god, what am I doing? What are you doing, girl? You're not going anywhere without giving me a kiss goodbye. Now that you're my boyfriend, <laughs> you're like rules. Wait, that's enough. You- that is Lola from Big Mouth. I just really wanted to play her. Girl, <laughs> She's so iconic. Get it. She's like, oh my god, oh, you're my boyfriend. Oh. Boyfriend? Since we hello? Since we French twice already? And her tongue was slick and meaty like a fresh trout. I do like a nice... <laughs> I, I fucking love, love you. So much. I hate you. <laughs> so if you want to Instagram us, it is you don't love me. Underscore podcast. Underscore you want to podcast. Twitter us, it's YDLM underscore podcast. Hashtag mm-hmm. YDLM and podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, five star Apple reviews, go for it. You'll get a shout out. 
email keep them coming we've been getting quite a few recently really have we your stories yeah Really oh. nice to hear stories and um, what you think and, you know, different places in the world listening. It's fucking brilliant. And we do have some exciting things coming up over the next few months and some really exciting guests and stuff. And we're very looking, much looking forward to that. Yeah. And we will be at Club Carly in a few weeks. Club Carly. Woo-hoo. Shout out to you guys. Are you looking forward to it? Yes, yeah, my happy birthday weekend. Yeah. It's so, your birthday. You know, How old are you going to be? I'm going to be... 19 <laughs> and not a day older which is exactly two years older than me fucking hell <laughs> <out. laughs> can you believe i'm gonna be 28 28 i've almost survived club 27 you're with a man you hold who, on you're with a man who's in his 30s you are 30 babe you've just gone 30 this year listen i was born in the 80s and i'm in my 30s go figure oh my god you're not an 80s child you were born in 1989 and so that's your birthday. That's Halloween. For Halloween, we're going to be at Club Carly. Guys, if you're around, please do us, give us a shout. Mm-hmm. Dance with us and then be like, you don't love me. And we'll know exactly who you are. Oh, yeah. And my hair is black again. And then Thank you very much. Officially, <laughs> officially, after Halloween, what is it that we can start celebrating? Christmas! Why, why the fuck spoil it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Christmas time. Dance the night. Right, we get, right, sorry, RuPaul, please don't sue us. But yeah, it's going to be Christmas and we're going to have loads of Christmas themed podcasts, which I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, jingle bells and all that fucking shit. I love a good jingle. But anywho, driving home. To goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Because now it's time to go. Do you remember Bear in the Big Blue House? No. All right, okay. It's a little more private to kiss, like, oh, I don't know, that abandoned Wendy's down the street? No, I want to do it right here with everyone watching, you clump of shower drain hair. Oh, my God. Good boy, you are. I love you guys. Bye.